Hey, what's happening, good people? This is Daryl Dixon Jr. And you are now tuned in to the I Am Set Apart podcast. I'm in my vehicle on my way to my job. And there's been this big stir up in this thing with this whole coronavirus. I'm pretty sure everybody's talking about it. But what I want to share my thoughts on today is... um, I'm going to give a big shout out to my brother, uh, Minister Bernie Sevis. Uh, he preached an awesome word yesterday titled, If My People. Uh, it was coming out of 2 Chronicles uh, 7.14, uh, 13 to 16 to be specifically. But um, I'm not going to re-preach or, what, or try to, you know, do what he did. I'm just going to speak my heart on what stuck out to me regarding those, regarding what he said. One of the things he said was, uh, God will make things uncomfortable in order to push you out of where you are to the place he wants you to be. God will make you uncomfortable to push you from where you are to where he wants you to be. That can be complacency, that can be a relationship, that can be a new level in your life, that can be a decision, that can be uh, something that you know you're supposed to do. And it could be something that because of complacency, because of fear, because of um, just being used to the same old, same old, it's like... God knows us, and forgive me. Uh, I'm in front. I'm in back of a motorcycle, so if you hear that in the background, that's why. But um, there are things that God has in store for us and wants us to do. But He knows we won't go there willingly, or we won't even step out on faith to achieve things that He's put inside of us. So He has to make things uncomfortable, very similar to how a mama bird makes it uncomfortable for the baby bird in the nest. I, I, I heard that it, it, it creates like thorns or, or, or uh, it makes it to where the baby bird can no longer be comfortable and has no choice but to get up out of the nest. And it jumps, right? And it's never been taught to fly, but it's getting a crash course. It's getting, as they say, on the job training right there on how to fly. And either that baby bird's going to fly or it's going to die. Now, most oftentimes, that mama bird is going to swoop down to catch the bird and bring it back up to the nest and try it all over again. And that's much like how God is with us. He'll push us the purpose. He'll push harder than some. He'll push He'll push harder on others than he will on some because some, it don't take much. Other people, it take a whole lot. And some people, they aren't sick and tired enough. They aren't sick enough. They aren't tired enough. And so they're fine with the mundane. They're fine with the ordinary. They don't want extraordinary because it's too much work. It's 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 too much uncertainty. It's it's too much relinquishing of the control, the outcome, the knowing what's going to happen. Just like being on a job and knowing you get paid every week, bi-weekly, you know you got a check coming in, but when you're a businessman, when you're an entrepreneur and the work and the responsibility in your livelihood is totally in your hands, you don't know where the next dollar is going to come from. You can't slack off on the job. I work on a help desk when I used to work the day shift. And 
uh, being on the phones, you had about seven people, five to seven people at any given time. Now that meant you could have about three or four people slack off because you knew the other person was going to get the call that was in the queue. But when it's solely, when your livelihood, when the putting the food on the table, when providing a roof over your head, when keeping clothes on the backs of your family is solely dependent upon you, you don't know that you're going to get that same amount of money every two weeks, the same amount of taxes taken out. You're putting in overtime when you're not getting paid overtime, but you're looking at it as, you know, for those who do an investment in what it is that you're doing, put it in the long hours, knowing that if I'm consistent, that something will break. It's a whole different ball game. And so with this whole COVID-19 and what's happening, I remember a long time ago, I read The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And one of the things I... Uh, that intrigued me was how when two people are at war with each other and they were saying how like a master general he will create a, a, a smoke screen or deception if you will it's like the general will try to get the other party the opposing party to focus on one thing when he's really after something else so you could be on a battlefield and they could be attacking the tanks, right? But in retrospect, he's going after the communication tower. So what he's so what he's doing is he's creating a diversion, a distraction to get everyone's focus off of what their true intentions are and get it on what they're really not after. And I believe just like God makes things uncomfortable to push us to purpose, I believe the same thing is happening with uh, things in our life, period. Not just with corona. I mean, come on. How many of y'all been going through, going through with the go through? You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just dealing with people, things, places, just all kinds of crap happening. Way before this corona thing ever came into picture. And I might I add you, corona's been around for a very long time. This is just a strand of it. But when have we not been going through something before this thing came? Now everybody tripping. Folks is fighting, running out to stores, trying to stock up on supplies. And another thing that my minister said when he preached was that when, when God wants to get our attention, he'll allow certain things to happen. He'll allow things to be released. You know, because a lot of people talk about praying. A lot of people talk about uh, the Holy Spirit said this, the Holy Spirit said that. And I've been a, I've been an a, a advocate and been very adamant about this for a long time, just in my household, about how you can listen to God and the Holy Spirit for one thing, but you don't listen to them when it concerns something else. It's like you're either in or you're out. It's either you're going to be across the board, uh, you're going to be obedient across the board, and you're going to rest and abide and be obedient to God and the Holy Spirit across the board or you just ain't period there's no partial obedience partial obedience is still disobedience if it ain't 100% obedient it's still disobedience no matter how you look at it you might say the Holy Spirit told me this but you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit when he told you what he told you and so it's like the focus is on 
survival is like we're all in survival mode when really it's like God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to bring us to our knees. He's He's saying, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear us from heaven and forgive us of our sins and heal the land. So, truth be told, you know, I'm really talking to Christians here because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're a Buddhist, Muslim, worship Harry Krishna, you're an atheist, 5%er, Israelite, whatever. When times get bad and times get hard, and trust me, when they get real bad, there's one thing, if, there's two things, maybe three, but there's two things I've witnessed that the whole world does. When things get crazy and out of control and there is no explanation whatsoever as to what's going on. People pray and they're either crying out to God or they're either blaming and cursing God for what's happening. Now I heard Bizzle saying a song. He said, if you don't serve God and listen to that Bible, then don't blame God when crap happens. Don't blame God because your brother or your sister or your mother died. Don't blame God because you lost your job. Don't blame God because you can't catch a break. Don't blame God because your your, your relationship isn't the way it, it, you, you want it or envision it to be. Because truth be told, you didn't pray to God about it. You didn't pray to God for it. You didn't consult God before uh, uh, beginning uh, to embark on, on this you know, path that you're going now. So why is it that God gets the blame for things that we never included him in in the first place? We, 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 most of us, most of us, and Christians included, you know, we, we've been, we've been spoiled. I'm gonna make up a word. We've been spoilized. We've been spoilized. See, we bless the Lord and praise him and jump when we get stuff, when things go well, and then we forget about them. And then when things go wrong and we run out, we run back and cry to them. We say things like, please people pray for me. That's lazy, I'ma say it right now, that's lazy as hell. And hell is in the Bible, so that's lazy as hell. People pray me, pray my strength in the Lord. No, you pray your own strength in the Lord. Because you, you had enough strength to get yourself in a situation. Use that same strength to get yourself out of the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like with this whole thing that's going on, it, 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 it'll, it'll all be solved if the church, the body of Christ comes together in unison and, and, and tarries and intercedes and prays and goes before the Lord. And it's crazy that for most people, this is uh, uh, they're, they're in uh, Lent season. Most people are fasting right now. So is it ironic that all of this stuff is, you know, being released and breaking loose? And again, I did say I'm talking to Christians and non-Christians alike. If anything, we're at fault, you know, as Christians, we're at fault even more. Because just think about, think about the scripture. Listen to it closely. I'm going to say it real slow. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, first word humble, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. 
then I will hear from heaven and forgive them of their sins and heal the land. So first off, that suggests to me that as Christians, we prideful. Why else would he say humble yourselves? Maybe a lot of us have gotten too comfortable and too freaking complacent with our lives. We gotten so comfortable with hollering, shouting, foaming at the mouth, getting ours inside the four walls of the church. And when we get outside the four walls, you wouldn't even be able to tell if we was a child of God, to be honest. Humble yourself. So that would suggest that there's pride and arrogance in a lot of the children of God somewhere, somehow. Pray. That would suggest that we ain't praying like we should. Let's be real. Most of us get in the car, talk to God for two minutes, and go through 24 hours, 23 hours, and 47 minutes of hell throughout the day. He says, pray without ceasing. That's the command. Pray without ceasing. That means we ain't, we, we doing a whole lot of ceasing. We praying a little bit. It says, pray at all times, with all types of prayer, on all occasions for all the saints who labor, who are doing this thing for real. Don't you know that if we don't pray, God can't intervene on the, in the affairs on the earth? And again, whoever's listening to this might disagree, you might not believe with it, but I'm telling you, let life hit you when you least expect it. There's two things that's going to happen. You're either going to go farther and deeper down into that hole, or you're going to cry out to God. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you think you serve or what religion. You know what I'm saying? People pray, and they're either crying out to God or they blaming him. Seek my face. That tells me we ain't seeking God in all that we suppose and all that we doing. Everything that we endeavor, whether it's marriage, whether it's kids, whether it's a job, whether it's our thoughts, whether it's how we address somebody, whether it's how we serve in the kingdom of God, how do we serve and, and, and represent him? We're not seeking his face as we should. He says, seek the kingdom first and his righteousness above all else. And then the desires of our heart shall be added unto us. Seek his kingdom first and his righteousness above all else. And the desires of our heart shall be given to us. Now we're seeking our, our kingdom, what, what we want. I need to make sure me and mine is taken care of. How many of y'all out there are willing to split the only $10 you got to get through the week and give five of that to somebody who ain't got nothing? How many of y'all willing to take somebody to work and back and you've calculated your budget down to, a, to, the, to, to, to the last cent? You know that if I put 30 in this tank, I can get back and forth to work if I don't make no stops and go nowhere else through the whole week. But somebody else has just gotten a job, they don't have transportation, they need to get their money up, and oh, they have just solicited you and your services for you to give them a ride because you going in that direction. You might have to go five or ten minutes out of the way. But that means more gas. And more gas means more money. More money means uh, you have just went outside of what your budget is. Are you willing to risk that to help somebody else? Seeking his face. He says, turn from my wicked ways. Oh, my God. Are Christians wicked? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Just because we bear the name Christian doesn't mean we ain't out there thinking, doing, and saying wicked things. You want to know what wicked is? I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but I'll tell you what, it ain't right. When you gossip, when you talk about your brother or sister in Christ, your leader behind their back, in a negative connotation, 
that is wicked. God said, if you lust after a person in your own heart, it is sin. It is the same as you actually sleeping with that person. Wicked. People think that because we don't, we ain't in your heads and we don't know what's going on that, that, that we can't discern or, or see past the veil that you putting up. A newsflash dummies is called discernment. Anybody who's saved and has the Holy Spirit in them and has discernment will know a fake when they see one. And just because people don't know what you're doing behind closed doors don't mean that you ain't wicked. Because trust me, whatever you're doing behind closed doors, look, ain't nobody that good. Unless you, unless you, uh, 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 evil spirit and you've been on this earth for a while. And even them, even they hide behind, they hide behind veils. They put up smoke screens. But don't get it twisted. We are Christians are not perfect. We just bear the name of Christ because we've given our we've given our life. This is who we serve. We serve God. We've given our life over to Christ. We've accepted him into our life as a Lord over our life. That means his kingdom, his rule, all of that has total control over our life, or at least it's supposed to be. At least it's supposed to be. And so we're sinners saved by grace. We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So yes, a lot of the stuff we used to do before we got saved, it's a process, y'all. It's like painting a home. You got to prime the wall, you put the first coat on, and if it's cheap, it will seep through and you got to put another on. Some of us need to get delivered daily, like for real. It says renew your mind daily with the washing of the word. Five minutes of the Bible ain't going to suffice for tomorrow's uh, troubles. Five minutes of prayer ain't going to suffice for the challenges you're going to deal with during this week. I remember my mother told me one time she was listening to this sermon or reading a book and the guy was believing God for a million dollars. And he was saying, so, all right, you want a million dollars? So every day I need you to spend one hour in prayer every day. And I think like the way they did it was like for every million you want, you have to spend an hour in prayer every day. How many of us are willing to sacrifice sleep, TV, vices and spend that time we would spend hours on social media to spend with God to get what he has for our lives instead of struggling and settle for less and, and getting tired of begging and have to ask people for money that got it but really don't want to give it and then when they give it to you they lord it over you and they rubbing it in your face every time that you know you know you just gave them the money three o'clock and they asking it back for six o'clock you know just ridiculous stuff how many of us are willing to actually sacrifice to spend time I mean heck you spend time you spend 30 minutes an hour on a phone on social media arguing and talking about how people doing you dirty and ain't helping you out after all you did for them. I mean, spend it towards something positive. And what's so crazy is, yo, that's insanity. You keep complaining, but your situation ain't changing. That's insanity. You wake up the next day. You're complaining again about it, but you're not doing nothing about it. But you're expecting different results. That's insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's insanity. That my people who call by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Then, then, when, the, when in that order, when that's followed, then will he hear from heaven. Because a lot of people pray and God ain't listening to you. I'm going to tell you that right now because God says, scripture says, the people praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That's wicked. For those who call yourselves Christian, that's wicked as hell. And hell is in the Bible. That is wicked. You know why that is wicked? Because you're sitting here and you're perpetrating. 
You're sitting here, you're crying out, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, I'm blessed and highly flavored, and highly flavored, I'm sorry, highly favored, and you acting like a demon behind closed doors. You acting like a plump fool, you disrespecting your priest, you disrespecting your queen, you, you, you provoking your kids, you doing all kinds of simple stuff, that's wicked. And so every time you pray, God ain't hearing nothing. He ain't hearing nada, nothing, nothing. Your prayers are falling on deaf ears because God don't play that. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You think that you're going to put on this front that you living holy and ain't living more holier than a, a sinner on any given Sunday? You walk up in the house of God talking about praise the Lord and you ain't you ain't praising the Lord. You praising yourself. You putting on that front. Then I will hear from heaven. Because truth be told, I'm telling you, everybody ain't got God's ears. Everybody doesn't get an audience with God, especially if your heart ain't right. And I don't know why people don't get that. You can't judge me. Only God knows me. Yeah, you right. He know you and you wicked. Stop playing yourself. Christian, stop playing yourself. Stop thinking you can do things that violate his word and then you pray and he's supposed to answer it. God don't bless mess. I'm sorry. He don't. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive you of your sins. And then I will heal the land. There's neighbors, there's people living right next to us, there's people up the street, people we get on the bus with, the train with, people we work belong alongside of that are going through hell and don't know the God that you know. And because you followed the prerequisites, because you've humbled yourself, you prayed, you saw his face, you turned from your wicked ways, now he's here from heaven. And just because you intercede on behalf of that individual, you're allowing God to intercede and, and move in their life for something that they need. How many people on your job know that you are uh, that you are Christian? A faithful one, a good representation of one. How many people can tell when you walk in a room there's something different about you? And so what I'm simply saying here is we're focused on the wrong thing. We're focused on this virus when God is like, I need y'all focused on me. That's how the enemy operates. Let me get everybody in a panic. Let me get everybody fearful because God said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. So that fear, that's, that's not God. God doesn't give it. God can't be tempted. So don't say when I'm tempted, it's God, because God can't be tempted by evil. When we're tempted, it is our own lust. It's the stuff that we want that causes us to be tempted. And so the 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 this, the real issue here, it ain't this virus. It ain't this virus. It's God is calling us back to him. God is trying to get our minds off of, I mean, I'm telling you, man. God is the only one that knows how to disrupt the balance of things. When you so consumed in your job, when you so consumed in church life, and trust me, all church work ain't ministry. It, it, it literally becomes a job. It starts to turn into a job you don't like. You start worrying about numbers and attendance, and it's like it, 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 it starts to not become about the well-being of people's souls and it starts to become about numbers and attendance and and times and offerings everything starts to to, to lose its its focus it's it it everything it, it becomes perverted and twisted and we lose sight of 
what the mission was in the first place. So my encouragement in this last minute, y'all, my encouragement to all of y'all out there is pray. Turn your plate over. Skip a meal right now. Because I'm telling you, it's it's before it gets better, it, it may get worse. Before it gets better, it may get worse. And the only thing that's going to stop that is if we humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. There's a lot of self-examination we need to do. A lot of us, is, uh, some of us are focused on uh, uh, self-condemnation, beating ourselves up about our past, about things we did, things we should have did that we didn't do. You know, we're focused on the wrong things instead of focused on God and what he's saying. Not what he's trying to say, but what he's saying. Some of us are so bogged down and so consumed with the cares of this world. It chokes the very word that God has given us. The blessing, the things that God has spoken over our lives. We get so consumed with bills and how I'm going to pay this bill. and How I'm going to get back and forth to work. Things that can't save your soul. Things that can't do nothing for you. Things that are temporary. We get so caught up in those things. People ready to kill themselves and, and, and just go back to selling drugs and doing what they used to do because oh I got saved and I became a target and now things have seemed like they've gotten worse well it may appear that way but hey you got Christ with you through it you didn't have Christ with you through that let me tell you something something that somebody once told me if the devil ain't messing with you then you 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 ain't valuable he already got you if the devil ain't messing with you then then you are you are of no threat to him so change the perspective change how you're looking at it today you may think things are going wrong dig this if you ain't on the devil's radar you ain't doing something right because anywhere i go i know i'm going to change that atmosphere anywhere i go i know if there's any foul spirits in a place trust me they're gonna come to the surface when i walk in the room because I hate bad energy, I dislike the devil, I hate him with a passion and all of his cohorts, and I don't play none of that. And trust me, I know I got God's ear with my prayer. I know my prayers are heard, so, you know, the, the, the way the enemy attacks me is he tries, to, he tries to oppress me and attack me through the people that I love. Through the people that are most closest to me. And when he can silence you, when he can silence your prayers, then he has you. Because now God can't intercede in the affairs of this earth because the people that... Are, are, are pertinent that are, are a, a threat to him I, those are the ones he's going to go after and try to silence he ain't worried about the ones he already got he's trying to go after the ones he don't have the ones that are a problem when they walk into the kingdom of darkness when they walk into different parts and regions of the world that that Satan has a, a grip over and, and once you step on the scene it's like okay this is in jeopardy I got to do something to get them out the way but dig this he who was in us is greater than he who was in the world so God is trying to bring us back to our rightful place. He's trying to let us know that. No, he is letting us know that we are blessed beyond measure, that we are blessed, that, that we are a child of the most high God, that we are powerful. We are powerful. And we need to start using that power. We need to start exercising it in prayer, in prayer and fasting. And so, Lord, I pray who is ever listening to this right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody who doesn't know who they are in Christ will come to know the breath the width, the height, the depth, or how far, how deep, how wide your love goes for your people, Lord. That Christ died for all. He gave his life for all. 
And though many are called, only few are chosen. Only uh, only few accept this call, Lord. But I pray if there's anybody on this podcast that doesn't know you, I pray, Lord, that they repeat these words, Lord, that the that they confess that, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I'm ready to I'm ready to change. I accept you as Christ. I accept you as Lord over my life, as head over my life. I acknowledge and recognize and confess that Christ died on the cross for my sins. And that I'm accepting you into my life. And if you believe that, if you believe that, I tell you right now, you can receive Christ right over this podcast. You might not have the opportunity to go into a church right now or make it to a church. You could get it right now. And I pray that God shows you who you are. I pray that God shows you who you are to him. I pray that you experience the love of Christ in a way unmatched that you never experienced before. That it'll demolish what you thought love was. It'll demolish all the hate, anger, and hurt that you've ever felt in your life. And this is just the beginning. It's going to be a process. Look, man, if you want to pray, if you want to get in the word, look, I am here for you to do that. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, however you want to do it. We can get together. We can do the thing. But this is my time. Subscribe, share, comment, uh, donate if you love the podcast so we can keep this thing going. This is Daryl Dixon Jr. I got to get up to work and sign in. Love y'all. Peace.